Hey guys, Quinn here. And just before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know that there was a little technical issue with my microphone. So the recording was done with the standard, the default microphone that comes in with the computer instead of the AT2020. So there is an issue with there with the sound. It's not too, too bad, but it's worth it for the interview because this is a very good interview with my buddy Jeff. So please listen to this. This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up with your host, Quinn Amorum. Welcome to the show, my friends. Today we have a special guest who is the founder and president of Meeting Leaders Incorporated. He has integrated insights from businesses in philosophy, arts and athletics, science and spirituality to develop the distinctive leadership practice, simultaneity. We're going to talk about this word here in just a few minutes. He has a degree in business from the University of Michigan and a doctorate from the University of Chicago. So like I said, we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes with Mr. John Jeffrey Spahn. Jeff, how's it going? It's going well. It's great to be here. So you have some big words there. You made me triple my words, which is fantastic. So we're we're at the Fail Fast podcast. So this is all fair to fail. At least we're doing it. We're doing it live. Yeah. (laughs) Let's start with that. What does that mean, simultaneity? Yes. Well, let me just give it a little bit of of, of background to it. So. From my perspective, leadership uh, has evolved in two or three steps. One is we have solo leadership of chain chain of command or command and control. And that has evolved into shared leadership. The solo leadership has evolved into shared leadership. And shared leadership tends to be a form of collaboration, rather situational leadership where you lead or follow depending on the situation. And what I see emerging now is what I call simultaneity. And that is uh, leading and following at the same time. And that is that skill, that art is when everyone does that, that is what creates collective flow, that experience of being lifted and guided by an energy greater beyond ourselves mm-hmm. into that kind of into that exponential field of productivity. Okay, so it sounds almost like a contradiction, but of course, it is possible to lead and follow at the same time. Right, yeah. and that's that's where the energy is. It's it's that just like you have a battery, right? On the battery, you have a positive and a negative post. You have a positive and negative energy. If they're both positive or both negative, you don't have any charge. And that's that same principle of energy comes into relationships. If I show up as a leader and a follower, and you do, and everyone else on the team and organization does, we tap into an innate energy that's between us. And that then leads us forward. That's a lot different than taking turns leading or following or having one boss tell us what to do, the solo leadership. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? It does. It does. It does make a lot of sense. And uh, it's very fascinating. I, I want to, uh, we'll have to go back in just a bit and touch, yeah. uh, touch base on a, a failure of, of yours or a pivotal experience. But uh, since I, I'm enjoying this so much, I want to ask you, a leader that is also a follower, yeah. does that make make him maybe less respected? Yeah. Uh, do people see him, since he is also a follower, 
are people that are gonna you you know what I mean? They're gonna overstep and feel like he's not the top the top right. dog, right? Yeah, right, right. Well, that's uh, that could be the case. However, in my experience, when people when a leader learns to lead and follow and invites his his or her team to lead and follow, the performance is such that that person generates a lot of personal authority, individual personal authority and power because other people want what they're what they're having. And I, you know, I I worked at a top, a renowned mutual global mutual fund company. I worked with the team in their retirement uh, industry, and uh, and that team redefined the industry, and then everybody else wanted what they were having. And so they, they were learning to lead and follow together and the, the formal leader was learning to lead and follow and their success was such that their personal authority, influence and power magnified. Does that make sense? Because they were so successful. Other people wanted what they had. Exactly. Yes. And uh, there, it's a very common thread that's been happening for the last few years is that you see what's working for others and then you try to emulate what they're doing. So it's, so it works for you, of course. So that's, uh, and it does, it does work in most situations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the idea with simultaneity is, Hey, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's just like, how do we lead and follow at the same time? And, and then we invite others to do the same and we create that context for exceptional results. Nice. And simultaneity. Yes. Is a trademark word, is it owned by you? Yes. 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 Okay. Very good. Very good. So now let's go back so we can go forward again. Sure. Uh, tell me about one of your pivotal experiences or something that didn't go so well. Tell me one of your stories. Yes. Yeah. So I was uh, <clears throat> presenting, uh, implementing simultaneity. I wasn't using that language at the time, but um, – at a, uh, a heavy manufacturing, they, the company was in a Fortune 500 at the time. Okay. And, and I had presented to the management, uh, we'd spent two days with 40 of, of their top management, introducing these concepts and practices. And there's a whole nother story around that, but it went really well. And they wanted me to work with their shifts. They had three shifts, three eight hour shifts, shift A, shift B, and shift C. Mm -hmm. Shift A was the most experienced, so they invited me to work with them. So I'm up there, you know, uh, there's like 100 people and I'm doing my thing. And uh, I got some slides. I'm telling my stories, you know, about 25 minutes into it. This guy, about three quarters back, I can see him now. He raises his hand. And I say, yeah. And he says, I want to know how many people here think this is a waste of our time and a waste of our money. And everybody raises their hand. I'm looking at the management. I'm like, don't you dare raise your hand. You know? <laughs> so everybody raises their hand. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and so fortunately, I had the presence of mind. I took the agenda. I ripped it. And I said, okay, tell me more. You know, why is this a waste of time? And what evolved from that was they were saying, hey, we don't really need this. The management needs it. And we ended up working more with the management 
And then the management was there at the meetings with the shift guys, the shift, yeah. not separate from. And so it really, it really enabled us to move into the process much deeply than we ever would. And the management ended up showing up for shift B at 10 o'clock at night in order to go through the process together. And uh, wow. Now I, I remember. So now going out for going out for beers with these these folks, mostly men at the time, and really had a bond with them. And I'm so thankful because they they built my confidence quickly. And in that case, I did fail fast, but I did fail. <laughs> <laughs> no, that could that could have been that could have been very bad, but it turned out to be actually something very uh, very curious because. I think every time there is any kind of leadership seminar and, and or tra any training, even if it's not leadership, that the management should also take that training and should be there because they are the highest authority in, in the company. So if things are going good, most of the times it is, or good or bad, it is because of a very good management or a very poor management. Right. So, so it's a great, great, great thing that they brought up. Maybe they did it the wrong way. But it was a good thing to bring it up. The management needed the training. Well, the they they exemplified simultaneity because the follower was leading. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you know, he led me. I did. You know, and then we created together. So it was an experience of the message. It it actually couldn't have gotten better. You know, I mean, you know, because that was a, a manifestation. He wasn't. He was listening. And he and had a curiosity to some extent, but he also brought forth his conviction, and that opened up and shifted the energy. And, and when that's welcomed, that creates new opportunities for learning and insight. Yeah, and definitely a, a learning opportunity for you. Oh you, man, <laughs> you acted <laughs> you acted pretty pretty quick, and it did work out. Yeah. I, I don't know how most people would would react in that situation. Uh, right, because it's uh, they're putting you in the spot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, we we all know everybody listening also knows that there's no such thing as a leader that knows everything. Right. There's no right. there's no human being that knows everything. Right. How can leaders leverage their ignorance, and also how can they do leverage their intelligence? Yes. So one of one of the the key components. Well, you know. Let's just take a look at leadership and what it means, okay? And, and then we'll move from there. Mm -hmm. Typically, leader a leader is someone who has followers. I mean, that's a pretty prominent understanding. And what is a follower? A follower is someone who goes after the leader, right? Mm -hmm. he, go, he takes the position, of, he or she takes the position of the leader or conforms to the leader. So basically our understanding of leadership is someone who has followers and the followers conform to the leaders. Now in the age of diversity in, and inclusion, we have a, a antiquated leadership model that conforms and excludes it because it conforms because followers take the position of the leaders and it excludes because when that only happens there's only a few leaders not everybody is a leader mm -hmm. 
And so it undermines the creativity and innovation that is, that is the top priority of 97% of CEOs. We unconsciously have a very limiting uh, understanding and practice of leadership that creates conformity and undermines innovation. And I don't think it's named. I'm trying to name it. And you earlier you said that leadership is always evolving, and I believe that as well. And evolving maybe for the best, I I think. So, how fast is leadership evolving? And as as a leadership expert, for example, do you have to evolve as well uh, with uh, with this you know with yeah. this movement? Yeah. Well, I do need to evolve as well. And and so, the, and to me, the core practice of my own personal evolving is to lead my own life. In other words, to make my own choices and not just not get caught up in the reactivity of what someone else says or the circumstances in my life. Because then I, I am... I'm a, not a leader. I'm a follower. I'm being I'm being controlled by external circumstances or other people, and so when I observe that and make the choice to live from my own centered being and my own self, then I'm leading my own life, and that's foundation. That that practice, which is nothing new, is foundational to leading leaders because we if, when we all show up as people who are making choices about how we want to speak and how we want to act and how we want to be present, then we're leading our own life. And so you mentioned there leading leaders. How does that happen? Well, the, the, the first, the first step is leading one's own life, which I just said, I do have yeah. a blog with the four steps of doing that. I won't go into all that right now, unless you ask for it a little bit later. But that notion of leading one's one's own life, and and then the, the developing the skills to do that, but then uh, the 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 simplest way to describe how to lead leaders is to show up and invite others to show up with a curious conviction. Now, when I when I said that to the CFO of a major company, he said to me, "Well." I know how to show up in curiosity in one moment of the meeting, and I know how to show up in conviction with conviction in another moment of the meeting. But how do I show up with the curiosity and conviction at the same time? And so that was his question about that. And to me, that's a very powerful question. And showing up with the curious conviction is something we do sometimes, but we don't always know that we're doing it. So simultaneity is an attempt to name what we sometimes do that allows us to open up that flow space that I mentioned earlier, that collective flow. Yeah, very good. Now, when it comes to having several leaders, uh, there's an expression that is there's too many, uh, too many chefs in one kitchen. Exactly. And so when there's too many leaders, does that happen as well? Is there, you know, uh, friction or, or is it good to have many leaders? Well, it depends if what the, if if you have a curious conviction and everyone is acting out of that, it it sets the perfect storm for unprecedented innovation. So to me, it can be a very good thing. However, if people show up trying to convince each other and and convince 
instead of conversing, you know, uh, con convince means to kind of destroy the other, the root of the word. Converse means to turn to the other. And if a group of leaders are trying to win the argument, that's downhill, that's not going to work, that's destructive and slow. That That's failing slowly, <laughs> very mm -hmm. slow. And however, if a group of leaders can practice this notion of a curious conviction, then they start to create an energy that's greater than the sum of parts. And there's research at Harvard Business Review documented a few years back that they talked, they, they made observations about teams that are on a roll or in the groove. They called the title was hut groups. And one of the things they observed is that on teams that were really outperforming, everyone showed up as a leader and they figured mm -hmm. they were just making it work. And uh, so simultaneity gets behind what makes that work. And a curious conviction is one way of summing that. And that's different than trying to convince or win the conversation. I enjoyed what you said about convince versus converse. Yes. And, and that made me think of a boss versus the leader. Yes. The old school mentality of right. the boss right. is, is almost like the boss is the client. The boss is always right. Yeah, and right. So, so you do what I say, wrong or right. Right. Does that still exist today? Well, I, I, I want to add to that, if I might, uh, yeah. Quinn. The, the old school boss was like the command. Yes. There's no convincing. Mm -hmm. You know, you just do it. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then in the collaboration or leadership has since then come more into convincing. You know, I'll give you reason. Let's reason together and I'll convince you that you, you need to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, to me, that's an evolution. That's a, that's an evolved step from just commanding. However, the basic idea is next is to converse. And that's, that means to turn toward each other, you know, listen and be attuned to each other and to give up the convincing to try to win, win the conversation. Now, as, as a leader, uh, for me, for people that are listening to this that consider themselves leaders, sometimes this is just what, what goes through my mind right now. Sure. Uh, a limiting belief that if I am a leader and I have limiting beliefs or limited abilities, could I be passing those along to, to people that do follow me? Yes. And if, I, if that does happen, how do I know, how can I find out what my limiting beliefs are, right? Yeah. For I know what most of my experience comes from uh, e-commerce and selling things. And, and I know sometimes uh, I used to think that, okay, somebody added, uh, bought one cart, an online cart, and they spent $1,000 in that cart, mm -hmm. right? And I used to think, okay, that, that's a very big purchase, right? So I could have tools that alert, uh, alert me if, Somebody buys a thousand dollars, uh, send them to a different segment where I'm going to save their email as a higher client, which yeah. still it does work, but that is not the highest card possible. Mm -hmm. because, so to me, thinking years ago that a thousand dollars was an insane amount to buy an online store. Right. Like today I know there's, there's, uh, purchases of fifty thousand dollars happening online. Yeah. That, right. And just add to cart and stuff like that. So anyway, what I'm trying to get at is my belief changed, but I didn't know I had that belief. Mm -hmm. So how can a leader find out what they're lacking on, what what they're limited 
and uh, and and stop transmitting that to their followers. Yes. So to me, again, this comes under the category of leading my own life. And a lot of times in leadership, and I think this is a very positive thing, the importance of self-awareness is there. Leadership is about being self-aware. And what does self-aware mean? Self-aware means that I'm familiar with what I'm thinking and I'm familiar with what I'm feeling. And now we call that emotional intelligence, you know, knowing what I'm feeling and finding a way to channel that energy creatively. The same is true with our limited thinking. We And, and we have practices uh, for identifying what's happening outside, uh, observing what's happening outside externally and observing what's happening inside. And, and then that means, okay, what am I feeling? What assumptions do I have? What am I thinking? And what do I desire? And a very simple process, like a journaling process to answer those four questions. What am I observing externally? What am I observing internally about what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking? And then what I desire. And just getting in the habit of asking those four questions and even journaling them builds one's self-awareness and helps one become aware of limited thoughts and also uh, negative emotions that can clog our energy. Emotions are E-motions. They're energy that can move conversations, meetings, teams, and business forward if we channel them accurate, you know, channel them creatively. And those four, four questions are designed to do that. And this again is, the foundation of leading my own life and then uh, then i'm welcoming other people leading theirs very good does that make now, sense? yes yeah. yes it does yeah. so jeff as a leader if i don't know all the answers like i don't know yeah does it make me lose authority and be weak uh, to my followers it can because if i'm thinking uh I know I, I should know everything. Then I'm kind of judging myself, and then I come across uh, inappropriately in the sense that, hey, I know the answers, and you mm. folks should follow me. And again, that's a limiting to me, even though it sounds grandiose. It's limiting because the thinking and the the wisdom is confined to one person, when actually the role of the leader is to access the wisdom of the group which is which is uh higher and greater and more expansive than any one individual mm-hmm. if it's if it's approached in a in an appropriate fashion so it's okay for the leader to not know for example when, when you come to a, a an agency where you have programmers yeah the leader may not know how to do programming but he right. has somebody there that is one of the you know, one of the followers that is the expert. Yes. Right. So it is okay for the leader not to know that, but they still need to know how to lead, right? Because that's that's their task. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, it's not only it's not only okay; it can be advantageous. It it can be a real opportunity, a portal to access collective intelligence, to access collective commitment, uh, and and for people to participate and to get into that collective flow space because every everybody's a leader they're a leader of their own life but when a group of leaders come together 
even like the chefs, right? They all come together. One, one client described his experience this way with his team. Yes, we have a group of chefs. One chef is doing dessert, another chef is doing appetizers, another chef is doing the meat, another chef's doing the fish, and we got a group of experts, and the experience of the of the customer is just outrageous. And so that's that's the way. So we bring every everyone is equal, different, and vital. And mm. and they express that in what they're currently thinking and feeling and bring that to the conversation, to the creative activity and the innovation of the team and organization. I really enjoy that one. So everybody's equal, different, and vital. You know, Quinn, it's like a puzzle, like the pieces of a puzzle, right? You know, all the pieces of the puzzle, whether it's a 10-piece puzzle your your kids kids play with or a 1,000-piece puzzle, if one of those pieces is missing, that puzzle's not complete. And they're all unique. They're all unique and they're all vital. Uh, and, and because of that, they're equal. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, Jeffrey, uh, Leading Leaders Incorporated, uh, did you start that? Are you the founder? Yes, I am. Yep. So what exactly does Leading Leaders uh, do? Yes. So uh, Leading Leaders, um, what, what we do is uh, help leaders learn how to lead each other. And that's a, that's, a, that's a different model than just learning how to lead followers. So we believe in the evolution of leadership to not only just lead followers, but also lead leaders. It's that notion of include and transcend. It's not excluding the leading of followers, but it's the leading of followers and leaders together. And so we provide uh, a, a, a individual coaching, or, okay, how can I do this? How can I learn to lead leaders with my team now? And then we, we provide uh, team experiences where, okay, how does the team want to learn how to lead each other? And, um, and then we would meet together with the team. And sometimes we executives will invite us in to um, be there live with the team. And then make observations, do an exercise, and 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 develop learning in the moment while people are getting work done. Executives love that because a lot of times executive development is like going to a class and people are all real busy and they wish they were able to do work. But in that model, we're able we get work done and we learn something new and we apply it right away. And that really jazzes uh, most executives. They get excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then the other is uh, providing a particular module that the culture needs. That is a dimension of simultaneity. It could be how do you bring a curious conviction? And uh, and then the others is uh, some companies uh, buy the intellectual property of leading leaders and then incorporate it in their own leadership development program. So that's what we do. That's very good. You know, I I did a, a leadership training before. Yeah. What's 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 really fascinating was during the leadership training we had exercises where it's called the team building exercises, and, right. and we you know we tried to know each other better and all that. Because they were done in a different city, uh, we would you know have it two days of this training. Yes. So from one day to the other one, after the training was done, 
we would hang out together. We go out to the bar and we go and have a few drinks. And that is where the real team building seemed to have happened. Yes. The relationship building happened. Even though we were learning that all day, the connections all happened after that. Yeah. Is this a common thing or was that just a coincidence there? No, I, I, I think the, it's, it's a common thing. Uh, because that, that time away and that informal integrating is where you get a lot of the honesty. You know, like, man, I really like that or that didn't work for me at all. And this is so boring or it's so exciting. And, and you, you get genuine conversation and, and the, the, the goal of simultaneity and leading leaders is to bring that bar conversation or that water cooler conversation into the meetings itself, into the team itself. And that's what happens uh, when people practice a curious conviction and are given this, not just the space, but they're invited to bring that authenticity of the bar and the water cooler into the business business conversations. And that's where leading leaders happens. That's, that's when we're mutual. We have this radical mutuality energy of equal, different, and vital. And we put puzzles together. We solve some really serious problems when we bring those conversations into those bar water cooler conversations into the meeting itself and the team. Yeah, I really love that. So, that's yeah. exciting. It's fun to watch. It's really energizing to see it happen. Yeah, I know. I, I, I witnessed that one. Uh, and, uh, of course, we did several trainings that happened in the same uh, same two, not, not the same two days, but two days at a time. Right. And uh, it was always, there was always a lot of team building and relationship building on those uh, after hours, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Jeff. So let everybody know if they want to learn more about simultaneity, about uh, leaders, leading leaders, and uh, or leading leaders incorporated. Yes. They want to know more about John Jeffrey Spawn. Where do they go? Okay. Go to my website, the, the leading leaders, uh, leadingleadersinc.com. And uh, there's a website there that lays out a lot of information as websites do. And there's also a survey to kind of, uh, get a grasp of a series of questions and you can respond to, about your own experience in relationship to simultaneity. And if you want to send that in, then there's an opportunity to have a, a free coaching session around your response. Very good. And, that's and then I'm on LinkedIn as well. I've got a whole series of blogs that uh, people can find there. All right. Leadingleadersinc.com. I've got yeah. uh, your LinkedIn. I'll have all of these for everybody. On the show notes, so check them out. Uh, you can go to the failfastpodcast.com. Check out if you're listening to this as it came out, it will be the latest episode. If not, you can check it out under failfastpodcast.com forward slash Jeff Spawn and that's S P A H N. Jeff, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you here. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, Quinn. Thank you. Thanks for subscribing to FailFast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit FailFastPodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.